Good morning. It's really nice to be up here in a new way, I guess. Um, you see me often singing next to Kevin, and occasionally I have the privilege to lead the music, but today I'm sharing my testimony of faith um, in Christ because I would really like to become a part of this church family as a member. I'm going to start by reading Psalm 73. Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold, for I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They are free from the burdens of common to man. They are not plagued by human ills. Therefore, pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves in violence. From their callous hearts comes iniquity. The evil conceits of their minds know no limits. They scoff. They speak with malice. In their arrogance, they threaten oppression. Their mouths lay claim to heaven, and their tongues take possession of the earth. Therefore, their people turn to them and drink up waters in abundance. And they say, how can God know? Does the, most high, does the Most High have knowledge? This is what the wicked are like. Always carefree, they increase in wealth. Surely in vain have I kept my heart pure. In vain have I washed my hands in innocence. All day long I have been plagued, and I have been punished every morning. If I had said I will speak thus, I would have betrayed your children. When I tried to understand all this, it was oppressive to me, till I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their final destiny. Surely you place them on slippery ground. You cast them down to ruin. How suddenly they are destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. As a dream when one awakes, so when you arise, O Lord, you will despise them as fantasies. When my heart was grieved, my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those who are far from you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds. I find it a bit difficult not to write a novel about the experiences of my life where like through which I have come to know God and salvation in Christ. Um, my experience of his grace comes about in new ways, monthly, weekly, and daily. However, at the heart of it all is a longing for a deep, soul-satisfying relationship, which is where everything begins, and which is also a part of why I am applying for a membership at White Ridge Baptist Church. So, I grew up in a Christian home. That statement is very true for me. 
It means that there was a lot of spiritual formation happening for me in my house, guided by my parents, and strongly by my older sister. I have three brothers as well. One is a twin brother and two older. It was kind of like three children. Surprise, seven years later, you're going to have more babies. Um, So my brothers moved out long before I would have any meaningful conversations with them about life. Um, At home is where I learned that Jesus loved me, but it was at Longbow Lake Bible Camp when I was nine years old where I was first convicted of my own sin and led to repentance before Jesus Christ at the cross. My life hadn't been full of bad deeds according to the world's justice, so it seemed that Christ hadn't changed my life all that much. But I knew that I had no hope of eternity that I longed for without Christ's sacrifice, and I began to seek him out through prayer and reading the scriptures. As my life continued to unfold, the deep longing I felt as a child for eternity deepened further as an adolescent. So this led to moments of darkness at times where I didn't know where God was in my life. In the midst of spiritual crisis at 16, I became unsure if God's path of righteousness was worth the effort and realized that other people who were not Christian seemed to have an easier time with enjoying their life. This spiritual crisis came to a head while I was on a choir tour performing at a church where the pastor was preaching on 1 John 4, verse 19 to 21. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, who he has not seen. And he has given this command, whoever loves God must also love his brother. I often fought with my twin brother. Not hard to imagine here if you have children and there are siblings very close in age. Um, but this was like split second. I could hardly be in the same room with him sometimes without one of us triggering almost something not very short of hate towards each other. So you realize it's hard to love someone who you can't stand to be around. I found myself asking God, is it worth it? Wouldn't it be easier to just walk away? Hmm. I would have to say that I never really believed in you at all. You are just like Santa Claus. Okay, then this is it. Goodbye. God's response was overwhelming. I was washed in a wave of his grief, and he said, I'll miss you. My resolve to turn away melted, and I came back into God's love like running into open arms. I knew then that I was to commit to following Jesus and be baptized, and I was baptized at Westside Community Church later that year. It doesn't seem to me that there was a strong change in my life, in terms of outward behavior or inward peace because of this decision. If anything, I had less peace. 
I was even challenged so far at one point leading up to my baptism as to be completely blind to any sin I had ever committed and wondered, why do I need salvation at all? Certainty in my faith has been my struggle, but I lean on Psalm 73 as my source of comfort and a point of reference when I feel unsure. I went through another period of unsure, unsureness, we'll, make, we'll say that's a word, and when I was living um, with Emily in St. Norbert, a friend of ours had committed suicide that year. And it's a strong message when somebody does that to themselves, kills themselves, they're saying, I'm not worth being loved. And I found closure in that experience knowing that actually he was wrong. God said you're worth loving. Well, later that year I was going through points in my life where I really didn't love myself and I didn't see myself as worth anything so I was treating myself that way neglecting myself and God told me that's not true Jana I love you so treat yourself like that and I had to take I took steps to you know every time I had a negative thought I would okay Okay, I'm not allowed to think that. That's a lie. I'm going to go brush my teeth. I'm going to fold my laundry. Little things like, okay, every negative thing you think, you got to do two things that are good for yourself. And slowly but surely through taking care of myself because God commanded me to, even though I didn't feel like it, I was brought back into the joy of the Lord. So how did I find myself here at White Ridge? I... Huh... The evidence of the Holy Spirit in my life was not often obvious, but now that I look back, I see quite a bit of his leading through me and in God's providence for me. For example, while I was studying at Providence College, I met Emily Walker and many other close friends. At Emily and Tori's wedding, I heard Terry give a message for the first time, and I was heartwarmed to hear the same words about God, love, and relationship that I had been taught by my parents and by my own time spent with God in the scriptures. At the wedding, I met Julia Sawatsky, who encouraged me to come to White Ridge with her because I wasn't going to church anywhere else. At about this time, I was in my fourth year of school at UVM. And I had not been a part of a church for a while. I was bitter towards Christian institutions because my dad had been a pastor at a church. And when things went sour, he was told to leave. But the Holy Spirit had reignited my longing for connection and fellowship. And so I prayed for friendships that would run deep and strong. I found out that Julia and I both longed for the deepness of a real friendship centered around Christ, which led to us becoming very good friends. This, plus reconnecting with some old prov friends who also attended White Ridge, prompted me to give it a chance. As I became familiar with White Ridge through attending regular services and connecting with the people here, I realized I would like to be a part of the vision that this church offers this community. 
I'm applying for membership at this church because it promotes worship through relationships rooted in Jesus Christ. It seems clear to me that the leaders in this church are committed to seeking and obeying the calling of the Holy Spirit, care deeply for Jesus' church, and to seek and share his love with our congregation, our neighborhood, our city, our country, and our world. I want to be a part of working on Christ's kingdom with this group of people, and this is the kind of place that I would like to call home. Thank you.